Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Matt Browning. So... So excited for this week. So excited for really what's going on right now in, in the world, in your life, in my life, and in my guest's life this week. Um, just before we... I, I always say we should have been rolling tape this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting here. I've been connecting wonderfully with this beautiful soul, Jennifer Allwood. She's a wife, a mother, a dynamic business coach. And she's the host of, shockingly, the Jennifer Allwood Show podcast. Yeah. She is, uh, an, has infectious enthusiasm for helping uh, like-minded creative women build their social media followers and turn their talents and hobbies into a lucrative online business. Jennifer has built an incredible social media community. She has an online following of half a million people. She's all over Facebook and Instagram. She has a, a gift for creating relationships, for showing up. Uh, for each one of the people. She coaches over 2,000 women monthly on how to grow their tribe, grow their businesses online. She's a faith-based entrepreneur, which I want to dive into kind of the story around that because that can't always, it's not always the easiest thing to navigate. And she's done that very, very well. She has a a phenomenal conference coming up uh, and like so many things, a great book deal in the makings. You've been all over TV uh, for your previous company. Is this company still going actually? Yeah, um, it is not, Matt. We actually, yeah, I used to own a decorative painting company in Kansas City. And that was kind of how business got booming. And we shut that down about two years ago because uh, the yeah, business coaching, good. yeah, the business coaching had just, well, it, it, number one, it had exploded. And number two, it was really what my passion was all along. I just had no idea. So you might have seen her on the DIY network, Extreme Makeover, Home Edition many times, Good Housekeeping, The Home Show. She's country living. She's been all over the place. So Jennifer, let me just say welcome to the show. How are you doing? Well, I'm so glad to be here, Matt. That was a great introduction. Thank you so much. That was a lot. I appreciate that. Thanks. Well, you know, I appreciate you. There's a lot to you. So let's jump in. Um, You, The first thing that really stuck out as we were talking this morning was just understanding like you're a, a strong faith-based woman mm-hmm. and you're bringing that into business. And some people, I feel like whatever our belief system is, right? There's right. this piece of us that it's like, well, that's me. And mm-hmm. then in business, I have to do business stuff. Right. What was the, is this the first time that you looked at bringing your faith, your belief into business world? Or have you done that before in, in any other place? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you're a faith-based person, people should be able to recognize that when you meet them in real life, whether it's just your conduct, the way you talk, you know, uh, it's, they should be able to pick up on that. Um, but on social media, it's a little bit different because on social media, we can kind of put out any persona that we want to. And so years ago, when I first started on Facebook, Matt, and I can't even remember like life before social media, I don't know if you can, but um, I can remember that I would put things, I'm an introvert, first of all, I'm very introverted. And so a lot of introverts are afraid to be on social media. But I found that when I would post stuff onto Facebook or Instagram, it was like, um, I could kind of be on social media who I really was, and who often I was really nervous to be in real life. And I also found that when I would put things on social media that were not just related to my decorative painting company business at the time, but I would put things on social media related to my kids who, by the way, we had a gang of them. They were wild. They were crazy. I love them with all my heart. How many but is if a I gang? Would, How many well, is a we gang? Had, 
we had three, which isn't a gang, but I, the youngest one kind of was like equal to two. I don't know how many kids you have, Matt, but <laughs> just the uh, one, just the okay. one. My brother was equal to two or three. Okay. So. so you know exactly what I'm talking about then. So it felt like more, but then, um, about seven months ago, we got a phone call to take in a little four-year-old girl. So, um, right now we are in our very, very late forties with, um, kindergarten roundup last week. And so, you know, wow. we're currently with four kids, which feels like 24 kids most of the time. But I found that when I was, you know, putting stuff on social media, if I would post things that were related to family and faith, that man, did my people resonate with that. And by resonate, I mean, my social media was growing very, very rapidly when other people were just posting about what they had for sale and their social media was stuck. And what I took away from that is, okay, when I'm really open about talking about things that matter to me, because I can't compartmentalize, I can't just do business here, faith here, family here. And, um, you know, because I don't think, I don't think we should have to do that. So I found that when I would actually talk about all of the things, would it naturally repel some people? Absolutely. But what it really did was just magnetize the right audience to me. And uh, that's just actually, I think, been one of my secret sauces for growing my business like I have in the past few years. When you first started doing that, so this was something you you like observed happening. And, and uh, I mean, I've seen the same thing. I'm sure most people can relate to that somewhere. You know, like when, yeah. when I look back at my Instagram feed, I'm going to see the biggest comments, the biggest, you know, like section, the biggest share is when it's me and my son fishing or it's me and my wife on a date night. So people want to know about our life, right? And well they do. And and can I tell you why? Because if I see pictures of you taking your son fishing and um, you know, doing good things with your wife, it makes me think, oh gosh. That Matt, he's a good guy, um, respectable. He, you know, treats his family in a certain way. I think he's a decent human being. Then the next time you go to sell something, Matt, I'm so much more likely to buy something from you than the other nine guys doing the same thing you are online. Simply because I feel like I know who you are. It goes back to that no like and trust factor, and people can't know like and trust you unless you're giving parts of your life out on social media that have nothing to do with what you're actually selling. Right, right. So I want to talk about kind of just the, the emotional part too. This is interesting yeah. to me. So when you started, because it was one thing to like share your life, right? And, mm-hmm. I, and I've been doing that yeah. too. You share your life with the people um, and now you're coaching and they know who mm-hmm. you are and you're kind of out there, so to speak, right? Yeah. You're the, you're the out of the closet Christian. Exposed. You're like, I'm, I'm vulnerable, to- baby. Yep. <laughs> Exposed. Good name for a book. Yeah. So you're out there. Was there when you first really started like saying, I want to do a combination, right? I want to do a faith and business conference. You're doing the equipped conference. I want to do a faith and business book. Um, this is my thing I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just, Hey, this is me who I am. And I'll still coach you. Did you, was there, was there fear? Was there excitement? Was there inner, uh, conflict? What, what was it like internally for you? And mm-hmm. then if it was a challenge or a conflict, how did you overcome that and say, yep, I'm doing it anyway? Yeah, there was never an internal conflict for me, honestly, because um, as a person of faith, as a Christian, there are things that I feel like God drops in front of me and wants me to do. And I relate so often like my relationship to God, to my relationship with my kids. There's times I ask my kids to do things. You know, our oldest son, Noah, he's 17. He's amazing. For anybody that tells you teenagers are not amazing, don't believe them. They're so much fun. Shout out to Noah, the great teenager. Yes. So, um, you know, so if I say, Noah, honey, I want you to mop the floor. And um, the truth is, as his mom, like, 
I don't care that whether or not he wants to mop the floor. I also don't care if he understands how to mop the floor or knows how to mop the floor or has ever mopped it before. I just, as his mom, I want him to mop the floor. It's best for me, the home for everybody, and it's going to build character in him. And so I sometimes think about that when like God gives me an idea for something. Like, you know, I want you to host a conference, Jennifer. And uh, you and I were talking before the podcast about how public speaking is not something that I have ever aspired to do. I love podcasting. I love radio. I love television. I love social media. I don't love the stage. And so when I got an idea of hosting a conference, I really had to arm wrestle God over that because I didn't want to. Still don't want to. Conference is a month away and I'm super stoked about it. But I do think just as a person of faith that I have to understand that my business actually has nothing to do with business, number one. Am I teaching women how to build their social media and monetize the heck out of it? Absolutely. But I'm also teaching them... um, some of the things that are deep rooted in them that are necessary for their business to do well. Things like if they feel guilty about making money, if they feel guilty about having small children and trying to run a business, if they you know, feel vulnerable online, if they feel like God's asking them to do things in their business, but they're scared. So I'm trying to kind of lead a charge of helping women to understand that they can and sometimes should bring faith into their business. And, and when you do that, then I, don't, I think sometimes you kind of give up your right to have an opinion about some of the things that you're asked to do. Does that make sense? It it does. So talk about, let's talk about the giving up your right to an opinion. Yeah. So so if I'm hearing you right, you're really saying, and and this is a lot, like I love this conversation because this is how my wife and I, this is how we we lead our life. This is what brought us to Grand Rapids in the first place. Goodness sakes, everyone says, why did you go from California to the Midwest? Yes. (laughs) Backwards. It's one of those things where it's like God said to mop the floor. Yeah. Yes. Right? So, so we packed up our house and we showed up and, mm-hmm. and there's also a very suddenly, do you find that, that there, I, I, I talk a lot about like the suddenlies of God. Do you find that, yeah. that that's how it tends to work when all of a sudden you get, I'm supposed to do this and yeah. it's supposed to happen now, yeah. or do you get the plan? It's just that nag. No, I don't. Well, I think God's <laughs> super merciful and he never gives us the whole plan. You know what I mean? Because that's like, kind. I, yeah, it's very, it's in his goodness because if I, if he had told me, you know, five or six years ago when I really started to push hard on the online business space, if he had told me I would be coaching it now, I have over 3,000 women a month. I know when you introduced me, it was 2,000, but I have oh, over wow. 3,000 women in paid groups every month on social media that I'm teaching how to build their business. If he had told me that years ago, I literally would have like sucked my thumb in a corner. I couldn't have handled it. I would have been like, heck no, I don't know what I'm doing. This is dumb. I'm dumb. Life's dumb, you know, and went down that trail. So I think he just gives it to us in little pieces. But what I really honestly, like truly at my core believe is that um, when we are operating in fear and we feel maybe a nudge to do something, whether it's in business or in life, like you moving across the country, I think sometimes we are so wrapped up in society right now about how we feel about things and about our feelings. And if we get off this podcast right now, you know, Matt, and I listen to my feelings, I'll go to my pantry and eat like an entire bag of Cadbury Easter eggs. Like that's, you know, because that's what my feelings, like I want chocolate. (laughs) But so your feelings will lie to you and your feelings will keep you very small, both in life and business. And so I think there's way too much emphasis put on feelings and not enough emphasis put on obedience. I know that my, I have a huge platform and with that huge platform comes a huge responsibility. Yes. And so I feel like uh, my job is regardless of how I feel to steward that platform really well and to also teach the women who I'm coaching how to build their business. I mean, I'm not like 
uh, it's not Bible study every week. Let me just say that this is business. But do I on occasion, you know, drop scripture in there and talk to them from a godly worldview? A hundred percent. Absolutely. And there's tons of people in my groups that they are not faith based and they're okay with that. Um, and so I think so often we're like afraid to mix that faith component in because we're afraid that people are just going to, you know, run in the other direction. And in my case, it wasn't strategic. It's literally that I just can't do business coaching without that part of it. And I don't think it's offensive to most people in the least. I completely agree too with once you get that out there and you say, this is the perspective I'm coaching from. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time that I, I really said that from stage. I said, hey, you know, this is my perspective, essentially, right? I come from a faith yeah. perspective. I remember, and I, I offered, uh, at the time, a mastermind program I was running. Mm -hmm. And I had people come up, like several people, and they were like, I'm all in. And they said this. They said, like, I've been praying to, like, meet someone who can coach me on my business, yes. but shares the same belief as me. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. Now, again... Is it about business? Yeah, of course it is. Mm -hmm. But being you and showing up in the unique gifting that you've been given and the unique gift mix that you are in the character that you are, like there's a reason why he asked you to do what you're doing and yeah. not me or not someone else. And there's a zillion people that are teaching something about online. Mm -hmm. But why is it that your message resonates? Well, the strategies are the strategies. They still yeah. work. But the yeah. container of the person is so important. Tell me about growing up then. Did you, usually I'll ask this kind of earlier on, but I'm very curious. Did you grow up like uh, in the church, in faith? Did you find this later in life? I'm so Ever. giggling at this question. And yeah. did you grow up and walk away and come back? What's <laughs> Yes. Okay. So this is a great question. And I'm laughing because my story is, I think, funny, but I think a lot of people resonate with this. So I was raised, um, brought up Catholic. And by Catholic... Um, my parents weren't necessarily Catholic, but I went to like CCD classes every Wednesday night. Sure. Uh, okay. So, and I have, by the way, I have a lot of Catholic friends, love them. Um, uh, but my family was not Catholic. Let me just say that. They sent Free us to friend, We love everybody. Yes, we love everybody. So when I was 16, uh, my best friend who um, was just fantastic. I loved her family. She was one of 10 adopted children. She invited me to church with her. It was a Christian church. And I gave my life to the Lord the first time I went and um, loved her church so much and just like instantly just felt um, understood felt like um, I was right where I was supposed to be, that I wanted to go with her all the time. And they did like Wednesday night classes and Sunday church. And so I would ask my parents, can I go, you know, every week? Well, my parents, since, you know, they had had me confirmed in the Catholic church, even though they didn't go to church, they were very suspicious of that. And they were like, why does our daughter want to go to church? So literally, Matt, I would lie to them and tell them that I was going to the dance club, like the teen dance clubs, and they would totally let me go. And then we would sneak to church. Now, how bizarre is that? Right? <laughs> You're sneaking out to church. Oh, Don't let my parents know church. I'm going to pray. The dance club was okay, but the church, the church and my parents now, you know, laugh about that. And so, um, so I was a Christian, went off to college, then joined like, um, fellowship of Christian athletes, but my faith really wasn't deep rooted enough, um, that it didn't stick honestly. And so I got to college and kind of lost my mind for a year in terms of just, you know, having way too much fun and, um, behaving in a way that a lot of teenagers behave. And fast forward about 10 years, I met my husband. Um, he was not a believer. We got married a year into our marriage. Things were so awful. And both of us were so desperate for a change that we agreed we would either do marriage counseling. And I said, and we have to go to church 
um, or we decided we were just going to throw in the towel. It was we were in that bad of a place. And so thankfully, my husband said, "Okay, I'll go to church. I'm not sure what to think about this, but I will. And he ended up giving his life to Christ, you know, a couple months later and our lives have never been the same. So, you know, I was a knucklehead for a good decade and uh, (laughs) part of my story. And, you know, God. Yeah, I come was. on, clean language on this show. A knucklehead. Jennifer, come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so you, I mean, you've had that, that like a clear choice to do that. I'm always so curious because I didn't grow up with any, any faith in my, in my life, yeah. really, you know, um, for 30 years. Right. A little longer than that. I think I was 33, give or take. And, you know, so like when, and it's great wherever you, wherever you meet, God, yes. it's great, right? Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah. There is no bad meeting. I would say, right. you know, it's like no matter yeah. where he is in the street, it's like that's a good spot to be. There you go. Um, but I, I, I get a special place in my heart for people that live one way and then turn and live another way. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Let's talk about um, a little more about the the conference you have coming up too, because I, I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. You know, I have friends over the years that have decided to do something like this. I began. We talked about speaking quite a bit, right? Yeah. And you know, so. I have this, my new book that came out last year, The Firebox Principle. I've been taking that and I've been speaking to like corporate. I've been speaking to entrepreneur groups. And then I've had a couple of times when I spoke to a church group and I really loved it because what I realized is it's, it, it wasn't originally faith-based, but it's hidden. It, it actually is because yeah. um, there's seven archetypes in there and each one of them actually fits uh, a biblical principle. So when I went there, it was like, I don't know, there was something about just opening up and saying, I just don't have to have a filter almost. I can say yes. what I think. And right. again, if you listen to this, right? And we're listening to this conversation and you go, well, that's not me. I'm, I don't go to church or whatever. Listen, I'm talking about your belief system. Yeah. I don't care, right? If, you, if you're a strong Muslim believer, if you're a strong uh, Jewish believer, if you're a strong energy healing believer, if you're a strong atheist scientific mind, the important thing too is, really wherever you're coming from if you really are living into that then like you got to live into it and the proof will be in the pudding the fruit will be on the tree right if there's really fruit coming from this thing that you just love and believe so much bring that into what you Mm do you know if it's that good in your life is what i mean right and i know you feel like that jennifer um so when you first started really speaking about that combination Mm -hmm. um what was the reaction? You know, did you find that you had? It was amazing. Did you, did yeah, you I mean, one hundred percent or ninety percent like faith based uh, audience, or did no, you? No, I would say people from I would all say over? the majority of my audience is not faith based, and because it's the not. thing with being a person of faith is, I don't think Matt that we need to like, you know be Tarzan and like beat people over the head with it. But I do, I mean, the Bible calls us to be salt and light and salt and light are attractive. You know, salt tastes good. My son last night, I watched my, not Noah, the 17 year old, but Easton, the amazing 15 year old, he put salt on his buttered toast last night, Matt. I was so grossed out by that, but you know, salt is, it tastes good. And so we as believers (laughs) should be interesting. We should be the most, uh, you know, positive people. Um, energetic people um, on the face of the planet, I think. And so it naturally just drew in people. And I have tons of people. In fact, I would say over half of my audience of half a million people at least is not faith-based. And they, you know, stick around for other reasons. And that's great. And so, yeah, I, you and I were talking about my conference before we came on the podcast. And one of the things I forgot to share with you is that back when I was in college that first year, I went to college on an academic scholarship that I also, um, by the way, blew the first year. So you know how fun college was (laughs) based on that statistic. But um, I actually took speech class my first semester of my first year of college because I thought 
I hate public speaking so bad that if I have to think about this for the next four years until I'm a senior, I will literally just have my stomach in knots. I will be sick to my stomach for the next four years. So I'll take it as a freshman in college and then I'll never, ever, ever, ever have to speak in front of people ever again. And then isn't it funny that here we are now, <laughs> you know, 30 years later and I speak pretty much for a living, whether I'm coaching or podcasting or whatever. And whether so, you like it or not, you're speaking. And whether I living. feel like it or not is the truth. And so, yeah, as I was telling you, I went to a lot of conferences in the last couple of years. I love conferences. I, I'm a business junkie. I love that stuff. I get so excited. And um, there were, I got a lot of tactical strategic business content at most of those conferences, Matt. But what I often left the conference feeling like was like, hmm, okay, so Lord, that was really good. And I am kind of a person that tends to sit in the background and watch and observe. And I, I just liked, as I like to be people watch. And, and I kept thinking to myself, man, they just taught some amazing email strategy. But I can tell, I can sense the women in the room, they still are like nervous about putting themselves out there. Or um, I just learned a great strategy, you know, on... Uh, doubling my Instagram followers. But I can also tell that there's women in the room, because my audience is predominantly women, who feel really guilty about charging money for anything online. And so I kept thinking, those are like, those are hard issues. And those are faith-based issues a lot of times, whether you're a person of faith or not. And I kept thinking to myself, goodness, I wish that there was a conference out there that mixed faith and business. So as I was telling you for the podcast, I was out on a jog one day um, last summer and thinking about um, how I wish that I was back in my 20s running. And I was listening to some Eminem because Jesus loves Eminem too. And I felt like I was just supposed to turn off the music and just have some quiet time. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, I seriously wish I'd just gotten back from another conference. Why are there no conferences mixing faith and business for women? And I felt like I heard God just kind of tap me on the shoulder and say, well, girlfriend, you're it. And, um, and I just wanted, I, I wanted to pretend I didn't hear it, but I could not get that out of my mind for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so literally, you know, internally I was arm wrestling God because as somebody who doesn't want to speak, I have a thriving business that does exceptionally well without having to do big, huge things like conferences. I mean, when you have 3000 people paying you for coaching every month, you know, I would rather just put another thousand in there instead of do a, a whole event. Events are a lot Same of work. Thing over and over again. Right. And so literally I just kept wrestling with this thing. But the bottom line is, again, it has nothing to do with me. And um, I am literally putting on the conference that I wish that was out in the world, which, which is mixing faith and business. So we're going to start out with worship and uh, people are going to learn how to podcast, write a book, do a better email strategy, increase their social media. But we're also going to get to the heart of why your business is stuck. Yes. And that could be, you've got unforgiveness in your heart. And people don't want to hear that because they would rather just get another strategy. And it isn't often the strategy. It's the, it's, there's mindset things and heart things that need to be fixed in order for the strategies to work. So yeah, I find too, like, it sounds like there's like there's surface level things, you know, like, oh, I got to learn how to do this or I need to be more accountable or something. But the yeah. deep stuff and the deep stuff of my identity you know, that I've seen, exactly I was telling you how, how long we, I've been on personal development was the uh -huh. thing I started doing in 2006. Yeah. And the, the real, real stuff that makes people change is, is identity, mm -hmm. is self-worth, yep. is value. It sure is. It's not as simple as, oh, don't get your self-worth from what you do or how much money you make. It's like, mm -hmm. there has to be a source for self-worth. And again, speaking to, I always say this, you know, in an honoring sort of way, like I know where my self-worth comes from, right? It comes yes. from Christ. Yeah. I know where my identity comes mm -hmm. from, right? I'm a yes. son of a king. But that's what I've come to learn. And I struggle with that for a long time. So mm -hmm. I can't, 
for someone else, you, you got to understand that, again, whatever your belief system is, whatever your spiritual sense is, I can honor that, but I hope it answers the question, I know who I am, mm-hmm. I know how I'm made, I know the value I have, I know my identity, right? Before yeah. I even step foot into the world, I know who I am, I know why I was made. And I'm excited that you're actually addressing stuff like that at yeah. a business conference. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it took me a hot minute to get on board. I got to tell you the truth because again, I just, I didn't want to do a conference, but I think of all the people that need to hear the message and they need to hear the truth. And, um, you know, I, I told you before we got on this call too, I, I, the only other person I've shared this with is my best friend, Matt, but I'll tell you this. Uh, we are in the process of signing a book deal and my book w- is also mixing faith and business, which is just wild, but that's fine. God, whatever. And, um, my best friend and I were talking last night at one of my kids' track meets, and she said, you know, how are you feeling about it? It feels very big. It feels very overwhelming. Um, I think you have a book, and so you know how the process works, and there's a lot of moving parts to it. And I was telling her that the other day I was feeling like running completely in the opposite direction. Like, it just feels really vulnerable to write a book, to know how it's going to be positioned um, for the marketing campaign that, you know, the whole, like, book tour. It all feels oh, really... Yeah. And I felt like, I feel, honestly, I feel like running the other way. And I told her I was going to bed the other night and I felt like I just kind of got that nudge from God, like, but would you write a book just to change one woman's life? And I was like, oh, fine. Okay. All right. You got me, Lord. And then I felt like I heard God say, and what if that one woman is you? Oh, come on. Personally. And I'm like, literally, right? I'm like, dang it, Lord. Like, why you got to get me that way? And, you know, because the truth is he's making me walk out in real time, Matt. What I'm trying to teach other women is that my feelings don't matter. The world needs the book. All right, fine. I'll do it. The world needs the conference. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I'm going to, you know, enjoy the whole shopping process and get some amazing clothes and have great lashes and deliver what I feel these women need to, to grow their business. And my feelings about it really do not matter. So I'm just walking out real time when I'm trying to teach other women to do. So if you are a woman and you want to grow your business, you want to figure some of these things out. And most importantly, you want to do it in a, in a amazing spiritual congruent way. Um, you got to check this out. So when this episode drops, um, I want to make this as evergreen as possible. So when you're listening yeah. to this, I'm sure there's going to be another equipped conference, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they keep telling me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they do. You keep listening. So the one coming up we're talking about is May 2nd and 3rd in Kansas yes. City. Uh, it's equipped conference. And can you tell us um, how, do, how do people register yeah, for the conference if, somebody, if they want to find out? And absolutely. where do they follow you and get more Jennifer? Sure. So you can find me anywhere on social media just by searching for Jennifer Allwood on Facebook. I have a blue check behind my name. It's easy to find. Um, and go to jenniferallwood.com slash conference, and you can find all the conference details there. I appreciate you letting me talk about that so much, Matt. This has been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, faith and business can be fun. It, it certainly can. You also have, before I let you go, you have a, yeah. a starter pack, like an entrepreneur oh, I do. Pack. Could you yes. mention that? Because if you go to jenniferallwood.com slash starter pack, yes. um, you have, I mean, really, really cool. Like, if you resonate with her message and who this person is, and I, and I hope you do, um, I can't think of a better person to help get things rolling, get things started, especially in that startup phase, the first few yeah. years, you're getting your feet you know, on solid ground. Tell us about the starter pack. 
Yeah, absolutely. The starter pack just, it helps women, first of all, figure out there's so many people that would like to have a business and they're just, they're not sure. And, you know, when I started my decorative painting company 20 years ago, almost, I was doing it with a baby on the hip and doing it from home, you know, part-time. And so the starter pack will help you um, determine what your business is going to be, how do you name it, and also how not to name it. You know, I don't like fancy names with weird spellings, things like that. Um, And then what to do in terms of getting it legit with the state, because I know from training 3,000 women a month, often women, um, their business isn't doing what they want it to because they're just really treating it like a side hustle. And you can't expect a business to treat you like a business when you're treating it like a hobby. So what I'm trying to do is really help women take the steps that they need to in that starter pack to treat that thing like an actual business. So it will pay them like an actual business. So yeah, it's at jenniferalwood.com slash starter pack. It's a freebie. Just put in your email. It'll show up in your inbox. And I would love to give that away to your audience. That is awesome. Wow. So you got a starter pack at jenniferalwood.com slash starter. You got jenniferalwood.com slash conference. Check it out, man. The equipped conference. Um, love it. Love it. And this is a conference for women, right? It is a conference for women. Yep. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's not that I don't want any men there, but I just, I, it's my okay. audience is predominantly women and I'm I am. A woman. So you know what? I speak to the heart of women. And, and the reason is, is because we have different struggles than men. I was just at a conference this weekend, Matt, they had no issue at all with like, you know, selling from the stage, hardcore sell and, and women are different than that. And we yes. do we do business different and we can't deny that we do. And so, yep, it's for women. I can't wait. That is so, so good. Well, I'm still going to throw my, my male hat in the ring as a speaker one day. Uh, we'll see if that we ever actually have a male speaker. So yes, oh. we would love that for equipped uh, year number two. I will definitely keep that in mind. Can't wait. Jennifer Allwood, everyone. Thanks so much for coming on. I sure appreciate your time, my dear. Matt, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. All right, guys, remember, follow Jennifer Allwood on Instagram at Jennifer Allwood on Facebook. Search for Jennifer Allwood. You'll see a blue check mark, and that's her page. Uh, Be one of the awesome half million followers that are following uh, her journey and her teaching. It's incredible. Equipped conference. Uh, I want to thank you for the time. It's been amazing. Guys, remember, make sure you follow, uh, rate, subscribe, and review the show if you haven't already. If you're listening in your car and you're anywhere in one of the coast-to-coast stations from Long Beach to Jacksonville, Florida, make sure you check out Matt Browning. Search me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I'm all over at Matt Browning, B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G. And subscribe on Apple uh, Roku, wherever the heck you want to find it, you can search me and you'll find this show and you can get it to the device you're choosing. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you in a few days. 